This episode is brought to you by Hokkaido Guide, established over 10 years ago, written by locals for locals and international tourists. The guide contains information on all types of businesses and locations around Hokkaido. There's information regarding all things Hokkaido, such as sightseeing, nightlife, events, services, food and restaurants, entertainment, outdoor activities, and much more. Currently offered in English and Thai, advertising space available. Check out the website for everything you need to know about this beautiful prefecture. HokkaidoGuide.com. <laughs> that was awesome, Ben. Like that, Matt? <laughs> Pro. Yeah, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal would be proud of you. <laughs> or as some good. people like to say, Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> we just had a conversation how to say Jake Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal. Also known as Gyllenhaal. Why, why were you talking about. Jake, that's a good Yelena question. That's a good question. What brought that we up? We did have oh, a... he popped up on the TV, and I was like, "How do you say his name?" Oh yeah, he was on. Uh, he was on the TV. New movie coming out, maybe. But um, interesting story is the producer of the Meg movie. You guys interviewed that guy on the pod Ken. a couple of years ago. Yep, and how? And uh... and I totally uh, messed up Jake's last name. Not even gonna try right now because I still can't pronounce it. <laughs> and uh, but he was a pro. He just kind of uh, skipped right over it. To get in his stride, I'm sure he's uh, run into a lot of idiots like me <laughs> during his lifetime. Easy. So we're just well, sitting around drinking um, some whiskey, aren't we? Legendary Scott. Is it? Is that the Australian one that that you mentioned a while ago? No, it's from Scotland. <laughs> 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 I only know one legendary Scott, and he does karate. Oh, so it's actually called Legendary Scott yep. Whiskey. Yeah. Bought down at 7-Eleven. Legendary Scott, a.k.a. Laurie. Laurie. <laughs> it's pretty nice. I like it. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. How's it going, guys? How's the curling? How's the arms? Uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I found out that Ben had actually done it before, and, and uh, he had said that what you, uh, people are having trouble doing the uh, pose as you release the stone. So you're half on one knee. Half on a foot. You can yep. do a lunge, right? Like a permanent lunge. A yeah, plunge. A plunge. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who don't know, Hokkaido is known for curling. Uh, at, well, a sport. There's uh, curling in the Winter Olympics, and a lot of the athletes are usually from Hokkaido. Quite attractive, I might add, usually as well. Um, probably only reason it gets a lot of attention. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we went, I joined somebody's work event. Uh, there's a big arena, Tsukisamu Arena in Sapporo. Surprisingly, like that place is always booked. Uh, and, you know, they said even like a lot of uh, Honshu uh, high school like trips, they come up to Hokkaido and do curling as part of their activities and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a two hour event. We had a uh, instructor uh, join us. Uh, she was quite strict, which was pretty funny. People were laughing about that. But uh, overall, good experience. Um, she was just kind of hurrying us up the whole time because we were trying to have fun, and she was pretty serious about her job. Uh, but yeah, uh, everyone was able to do the pose. 
but uh, nobody was able to throw the stone very well. Because mm. I didn't know, you got to like turn your hand in and out and release it with a little bit of a spin. This, Just that, like I mean. you could hold the pose, but then the stone will go kind of not straight or in Don't, wouldn't you, wouldn't yeah. directions. Wouldn't you strike the pose? Strike like, a pose. There's nothing to it, Ben? <laughs> Vogue. <laughs> Um, I believe you. Okay. <laughs> actually, uh, some some people weren't uh, too capable of uh, hitting the pose, striking the pose. Uh, but a lot of us had no trouble with that. But uh, yeah, the whole stone release. But I will say it was surprisingly fun. I will re- recommend <laughs> uh, curling activity if no one has ever tried it. But you might not be able to get in uh, because they're always busy. They say. But were you uh, uh, were you allowed to drink whilst? No, they were like super strict about it. They were like, anybody even smells like alcohol, you get booted. Ah, I think when I did it, I guess it was was a while ago. So maybe rules have changed since then. Maybe (laughs) that's why they changed the rules. (laughs) That might be why nobody was able to strike a pose. Also, I remember at that time, we didn't didn't have an instructor either. So we just... Well, you got to pay for it. Yeah. So if oh, okay. you don't, yeah, maybe that's, yeah, if you don't have an instructor, maybe yeah. you're allowed to drink. <laughs> yeah, you can do yeah. what you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys yeah, drinking yeah. and like just chucking these <laughs> yeah. stones yeah. around being idiots. Well, we weren't, we weren't that drunk. It was kind of <laughs> early on in the night. It was before the kind of dinner party. So it was like a, a warm up, I guess. So we weren't, you know, too uh, intoxicated at that point. But no, it was super serious. They, they had like the arena was full. A team that was two lanes away from us was apparently like the best team in Japan. They were like doing a practice game, and then like the uh, it's the whole arena is, spo- is uh, sponsored by Hokkaido Bank, and they have their own team that participates in the league, and they were there practicing as well, like a four person team of once again young attractive women, um, but yeah, uh, she was really strict, and like some dude wore jeans that had like zippers all over his jeans, and he fell over and he like scraped up the ice, and she was mm-hmm. like. I'm proficient. And I don't know if they're going to be able to use the rink after you guys finish and stuff. And I was like, oh, man. Anyways, but yeah, good time. Good instruction. Mm. Lots of fun. Curling. Yeah, curling. Yeah. Because yeah. um, yeah, I thought you meant your hair because your perm looks lovely. It's getting better. Yeah, in the back there. Yeah, I got When Burke says I'm going curling, that's what it usually means, doesn't well, it? Well, he's got half of it done, hasn't he? Half of it done. Oh, man. There Extension it goes again. will come next Hey, week. next year. Hey. If you haven't donated the podcast yet, don't donate the podcast. I can't do the hair plugs until we get enough money, man. Right. We're halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, but I will say, apart from that, we do have a lot uh, planned. We're trying to plan some big stuff for next year, right? We're going to get our Patreon going uh, uh, big time. We're going to start releasing some extra content, uh, get that going as well. And we've got some other things in the works. So, yeah, 2024 is going to be year of the vidge. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there will definitely be uh, so extra episodes that we will be, we will be releasing. Exclusive yep. for uh, subscribers. We'll let you know a bit further down the line what, uh, what we get up to. But, uh, yeah. Probably a little start from today. January, maybe. Like yeah, that. that's oh. the goal. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you guys have Androids or iPhones? iPhone. I've yeah, iPhone. Okay, that's a good. Old iPhone. iPhone too, right? I need an update. Yeah. yeah. And that's you don't you don't update yours? Just no, like? I need to. I mean, I need to update my model. I still have the iPhone ten. I'm way back on. Oh the 10. right, yeah. I got the SE, t- not the the second generation SE. Which is pretty old as well. Maybe around 12, yeah, around 12 or 11. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pro. Mr. 15. I don't know what I'm on, 11. But, um, yeah, if if you do have an Android phone, 
Um, good luck if it breaks in Sapporo. Bloody hell. Very Something hard. Oh, uh, yeah. So we had a phone break and I was running around for calling around, running around, just trying to find a place that will fix um, Android phones. Nobody. You Is don't have an Android phone, no. No, I know. But uh, my missus does. Oh. Specifically because it was an Android, they wouldn't want to fix it? Yeah, they said, oh, sorry, we only fixed iPhones. Really? And I'm like, you. So, you I, thought, I thought it would be the other way around because iPhones, they're kind of slow to take off in Japan compared to the rest of the world. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, uh, it's a bit of a gripe that I'm having here. Yeah, a bit, um, bit stupid, really. You'd think uh, they'd, they'd be able to fix everything. Mm. Oh, sorry, we only do iPhones. And the one person I did find, he's like, no, nah, we can't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> what a headache, It's man. fun. So if you do come to Sapporo, I'm not sure what Tokyo is like, but Sapporo is a pretty major city in my eyes. Um, Fifth biggest in Japan. Really? Yeah. Well, not for fixing uh, Android phones. <laughs> it's not. It's probably last. Down the bottom. Because yeah. <laughs> I know in Australia and um other countries, yeah, there's, there's a phone repair shop every corner, you know. you can. It's very easy to fix your phone, but not in uh, good old Japan. Really? Mm. Wow. So if, you're, if you have an Android, then you're kind of screwed if you come to Sapporo anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. At least in terms of repairs. That kind of leads a little bit into... It leads exactly into it. That's why I said it. A as they say. What is today's episode? Are we uh, our episode today is uh, things you prepare, you should prepare for a trip to Japan. So yeah, don't bring your your phone <laughs> if it's an Android. <laughs> yeah, this guy. Uh, what? Are you, this is actually a pretty recent article, right? Like yeah. November of uh, 2023 this yep. year, and uh, yeah, he. Actually, put a lot of information. It was a he, right, or a she? I can't remember. But uh, whoever the writer of the article put in tons of information about preparing for Japan. A lot of links. Uh, this person it seems like had done a lot of research in the past as well. Mm, very in depth, isn't he, it? Yeah, written some other articles, and then this is basically a summary of all the articles. But yeah, essential travel tips. As once again, Japan uh, tourism is up back over COVID numbers, and they haven't even. Uh, started. We haven't even started to see all of the uh, full numbers from China tourists yet. So even without Chinese tourists, we're already back over pre-COVID number. Over COVID, pre pre-COVID. Yeah, so it's over tourism again. Yeah. People complain about that. I heard down in Tokyo and Kyoto and stuff. Sapporo too many people. Yeah, yeah. Sapporo kind of starting to feel like that. Like you go downtown, um, especially in the weekends. They got a new. What's it called? Kokono, I think the new oh, Suskino yeah, building. Oh yeah, that new um. Oh, did it open? open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so it, it opened, but it's but everything inside is not fully ready to go. So we we went there over the weekend just to check out what it's all about. And there's only like a few restaurants open, oh, but I see. <clears throat> but to get into those restaurants, it was like an hour wait. Let me guess, a line, <laughs> a queue, <laughs> a huge one, and they love it. They love queue now, right? Did but, you queue up? No, no. We're like. Went to sign the sheet where you got to put your name down, and she was like, "You got to wait an hour." So yeah. we're like, no. well, "Why don't you just do that and then come back? Like, you know, go do something." And then because it was like two o'clock, like lunchtime, hungry, don't really want to come back at three. Angry. When, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Um. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Well, that that was one of the uh, actually uh, things I was going to talk about is um, 
in addition to like planning early, especially for restaurant reservations and stuff, oh, a lot yeah, of people are making yeah. them far in advance. But let's just run down the list first, and then we can go into depth and into okay. a few of these. But. Yeah, well, this list was uh, twenty over 20 crucial Japan travel tips to know before you go. So number but, one. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think a lot of these are just general travel tips. Mm. Yeah, not necessarily Probably not only Japan to Japan, right? Necessary. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, well, number one, um, I'm not, not sure if it was kind of ranked or anything, but on this list, the first one was a uh, hire a pocket Wi-Fi or buy a 4G SIM card for your phone when visiting Japan. Um, rent for all of you Americans doesn't mean hire, doesn't mean give a job to a SIM card. And rent. <laughs> right. yeah. Are we going to talk about, do you want to go through? Uh, yeah, well, let's just go down the list. That's okay. what I wanted to talk about. But, yeah. Me too. Yeah, right. yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. should we just talk about it then? All right. Yeah. Should we stop on this one? Okay. Now, if memory comes to serve, Ben, you said you can't buy SIM cards. No. Then I Funny you, you should you say that because I I thought that, and then yesterday when I was out in Suskino, I found a drugstore that did sell these 4G SIM cards, but they're fixed to the network provider. So oh. unless you're like uh, SoftBank, uh, AU, so for foreigners, you're not gonna, it's not gonna work. Mm. Well, so they're ben. prepaid SIM cards, but not for tourists. Well, about ten minutes ago, just before I bought my um, legendary Scott whiskey, take a look at that from Seven Eleven, prepaid SIM card. Matt is showing oh. Ben a photo that he took. I'm just, try, I'm just trying holding. to find the small print if it says, like, for this network only. Uh, right. While he looks for that, uh, like we've kind of talked about this before, but, yeah, a lot of hotels and restaurants usually have Wi-Fi, at least in the big cities, and there are even some free Wi-Fi options in big cities that pop up, like Sapporo has the free Wi-Fi. Um, but, yeah, if you're away from a hotel or a restaurant or in the countryside – uh, chances are you're not going to have any internet connectivity. So yeah, this guy uh, suggests hiring or renting a pocket Wi-Fi or buying a 4G SIM card for your phone. Yep. And um, 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Yeah. They have them. It's called prepaid data SIM, which how, how do you say that? Sime? SIM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoy. That was a joke, but enjoyed <laughs> Japan travel. Ten gigabytes for thirty days. Not bad, four thousand four hundred yen. That's cheap. <clears throat> that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Because yeah. when, when I went to England, um, I got one of these eSIM. Uh, so it's like a oh, the thing you book online. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. And you yeah. download an app, and then you pay through that. Um, so it's not a physical one, but you need a special phone that provides that, which most of the modern phones do now. Um, and that was. I paid for like two gig and it was $10 oh, right. for okay. a month. Hmm. Oh, okay, so almost. Yeah. And that was more than enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. 10 gigabytes, that's a fair that's chunk. That's loads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it supports more than 70 plus countries and regions. So there you go. And that was a, a Combini? That was at 7-Eleven. So if Which are all there, over Japan, yeah. Which yeah. Um, just find your local 7-Eleven. Yeah, and if you come off the airport, there'll be a convenient, at least a Lawson at the airport. I'm, I remember seeing one, so they'll probably have them there. Probably. I mean, yeah. this is convenience store city, isn't it, Japan, really? Yeah. I'm going to say- Convenience store uh, country. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Japan's a country, isn't it? Last time I checked, 
Um, and what, how do you say Ar- Arch Pelagima Geo? What, what, how do you say it again? Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, uh, I don't know what your guys' experience is, but I mean, even if you have a SIM card or pocket Wi Fi, there's going to be areas, at least in Hokkaido, where you're just not going to have connectivity. Um, mountains. Yeah, there's a lot of mountains. Like, there's a road on the way to Furano between Sapporo and Furano, past Mikasa. Like, you always lose uh, connectivity for like 40 minutes on that road. Even uh, a lot of places in the Lake Toya area, um, you know, people who rent houses out there, they get like uh, Wi Fi or even Hikari fiber, like connected to their homes. And for some reason, the service is still bad. So just be prepared for not having the best service, but I would definitely agree that you should rent pocket Wi-Fi or even get one of these SIM cards. You yeah. get renting a pocket Wi-Fi is pretty outdated, I think. I think it's quite hard to find companies that do that anymore well, because this guy, yeah, 4G SIM cards are quite prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And plus, just like you've said before, the pocket Wi-Fi is usually like a big brick that you've got to carry around with you. But he did, in this article, provide a link for portable 4G Wi-Fi called Ninja Wi-Fi. And apparently had a lot of good reviews. And you can uh, uh, reserve these in advance and then pick them up at the airport, your incoming or arrival airport. And uh, yeah, so that's another option. I think we're going to link to this article. So... Yeah, if you do want to go for the pocket Wi-Fi because can't figure out the SIM cards like myself, then, yeah, you can check out the SIM I, I did the pocket Wi-Fi when I went to England last back in 2019. Yeah. And um, this was before I realized that not many people used pocket Wi-Fis outside of Japan. So it took me a while to find a company that did it because I didn't even know these prepaid SIM cards existed. Um, so I rented one and it was like, okay, pick up at the airport. But I arrived at like four in the morning, mm-hmm. so nothing is open. Oh. And it's like pick up from this shop, which opens at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just like waiting outside till nine. And then you got to drop it off as well, like when you leave the country. Yeah. And you, had to ha- you have to have it fully charged, switch it off, and put it in a package and everything. And it's like, my, but my flight's at four in the morning as well, you know? Yeah, right. So I had to like send it in like yeah, a, so maybe it's put in a letterbox. Yeah, SIM card. Some prepaid SIM card all the way, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was number one. <laughs> uh, next on the list was uh, don't blindly buy a JR Rail Pass, thinking all tourists need it. Yeah. I think the point of this one was basically like, yeah, there's a lot of other options, especially he was saying like in Tokyo, uh, I think the JR Pass will only get you something on the Yamanote line or something. And obviously, you're going to want to probably rely on a lot of other subways and trains and but, stuff. So. Yeah, but I think you can figure that out. I mean, every, people, I've met a lot of people, a lot of tra- people traveling, you know, and the, the people are here for different reasons. You know, some people took the Shinkansen all the way through, through going through Japan, you know, and stopping off there. You know, people have done the JR thing, but people are just flying to their their cities that they're going to, you know. And so I've, I found a lot of people have gone to Kyoto, Tokyo, flown up to Sapporo for a few days. No, yeah, we're flying back to Tokyo. Isn't that still worth getting the rail pass, though? Just going for those places and then no, down to Sapporo as well? It depends your budget and how much time you've got, really, doesn't it? How long yeah. does it take to take a train up here? No, well, I mean, like, just fly up anyway, but then take the trains when you get here. Yeah, so, I mean, they're not that expensive, no, that's are they? Not. Well, they didn't used to be. They were, like, yeah, some of them had gone, back. Yeah, okay. and some of them have gone up, like, 70% of the prices or something. So, yeah. Uh, oh, for the whole thing. I'm just talking about just general JR, in, JR trains in general. Oh, the prices of them. 
Yeah, or yeah. just buying a ticket. Yeah, expensive, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So basically the same thing as the guy is uh, recommending is you might not, uh, JR Rail, Rail Pass might not be your best option. Right. Yeah. So that was number two. Number three, uh, read about some travel guidebooks. That's yep. probably related to other places you go to as well. Uh, <laughs> for, choose your season carefully. Good. Maybe I'm other countries you'd probably hey, think ben. about that yeah, too. Hey, that Ben. Later. Yeah. What would see? What season would you recommend? Depends where you want to go, doesn't it? And what you want to yeah. do. Obviously, <laughs> if you want to snowboard, you don't go to Okinawa, right? I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, we got the best tips here. On <laughs> no, this is actually a big one, and for I mean, a lot of people know, but for those that don't know, you definitely do not want to come to Japan during the uh, local national holiday periods. Golden such as, week. Yeah, Golden Week, which is what, end first of April. Week of, first week of May. First week of May. But that is one of the most popular times to come because it's cherry blossom season, isn't it? If you don't come then, you're not going to see the cherry blossoms. Uh-huh. Well, in Hokkaido it is, but I think cherry blossoms season is a little early. earlier. Yeah, late March. South, early yeah. But the, uh, the, problem, the reason why we say, like, don't come during these, like, holiday periods because that's when all of Japan – is on vacation from work and everything's going to be super crowded, including roads, trains, flights. Exactly. Yeah. So there's Golden Week. There's also Obon, second, third week of August. Silver Week. Silver Week, which Silver is week's like. Silver actually not too bad, right? Because no. it's not an actual holiday yeah. officially. A lot of Japanese people can't actually get Bronze Week. Holidays. <laughs> That's coming out soon, right? When is that going to be? <laughs> it's just one <laughs> shitty day in the year. It's called Bronze Day. But also, like, uh, yeah, in addition to, like, choosing your time carefully. Sorry, I kind of uh, did a little bit of research on this one, too. Yeah, but uh, apologize, Burke. Okay. Appreciate that, man. Uh, you want to check the local climate, right? For example, when is the, like, worst time to visit Hokkaido? Winter. <laughs> <laughs> For I, locals, yeah, it might be the. I opinion. would have to say uh, April. Yeah, would be March, the worst. March. April, March, March when March, all the April. snow is melting. May's pretty bad too, right? Snowboarding's icy, isn't it, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> End of November. Yeah, yeah, it's like before winter, yeah, right. after the fall. Yeah, uh, that's the best time to come to Hokkaido. My like opinion, summer man. Summer, yeah, yeah. yeah I think in, like if you come to Japan during summer, Hokkaido is the best place to be. But I think the even, rest of the country is just too hot. But I think summer's a good time to come. This guy's saying it's not a good time to come, but because it's the typhoons and everything. But that's when all the festivals are going cracking on, you know. And that's the true. Festivals are awesome here. Like they're really interesting. Beer garden. Yeah, well, that's why I was, yeah, you definitely want to. Cultural wanted. things too, Ben, ex- besides beer. Yeah, the check shrine out. Shrine smashing things. festival, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I would say uh, September, October is the best time to visit. Yeah, that's uh, my favorite time of year here. Yeah, it's like off-peak a little bit, so things aren't as crowded. Get flights, but the weather is perfect. Oh, it's basically. beautiful weather. Right? The leaves is just on a touch of gold Do you think, like, Yeah, even down south is pretty nice around then, isn't it? Like, Tokyo's not too hot in September and October. Hot, but still like, not, like, humid as mm. it usually is. Mm. Yeah. For me, autumn's – oh, sorry, fall – the fall, the <laughs> fall's awesome. Yeah, we say autumn in America too. We don't <laughs> like higher. We say, f- we say f- autumn. Autumn. Just can't spell it. I always forget the last N. That's all. Right. <laughs> all right. So yeah, choosing the time that you visit carefully, um, and also yeah, just like you were saying, 
try to plan uh, research in advance, plan around local events mm. for sure. Buy tickets in advance to popular activities is a uh, number five. Yeah, it's a good good thing. And I think you were going to say restaurants, man. If you come to supper, book a restaurant before you get here. Like it's well, you know, book for that the next day or something. Man, I, I, it was amazing. I was on the subway the other day, and I was just sitting next to this tourist. And I don't know why, but just he had his phone out, and I just kept peeking over it. But he was just looking at his <laughs> calendar, and the whole thing was just like booked up with every day was something. But I always just spotted the Sapporo, and then like five days later, I was like back to Sapporo. And then five days later, Okinawa, back to Sapporo. And he was, I think, he was traveling to Japan for like two or three months or something. But every day he was doing something. It was a ama- an amazing calendar, man. Yeah, schedule. A bit of an eaves looker, are you, Ben? <laughs> yeah, I tried not to, but his phone was, you know, the can- it was all these different colors and stuff. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I need, to- I need to schedule my life better than that, you know? <laughs> but it's, you know, but I-, I don't know. It depends on the traveler as well, you know? Like, yeah, he was, some people he just kind of like to. He was kind of yeah. old, too, like in his like middle aged with his wife. And I was like, man, you're pretty active. No. Yeah, Maybe. some people just like, like <laughs> sizing him up, man. Thing, man. I just have like one schedule for like the month. And that's it. For me, when I wake sh- up, yeah. <laughs> wake at seven. Yeah. I mean, it's whiskey, spe- <laughs> especially if you're going to an area like Niseko or a popular tourist area. I know, I know people who book their uh, dinner reservations along with their flights and stuff. So, like uh, coming three months in advance, they already make their. Uh, dinner reservations and they've got it all planned out and stuff so yeah i mean if you want to avoid the experience that ben had at the new building right don't want to wait around you're on a tight schedule definitely try to book in advance or if you want to taste a bit of japanese culture line up for two hours right what do the japanese people like doing if you want to avoid ben looking over your shoulder on your phone just be wary of that hold your phone close to you it's rude right to look at people's phones (laughs) apparently i don't know that's what one of my students said anyway (laughs) i've had somebody trying poking their eyes at my phone i'm like yeah, I didn't say. Anything. I, I, I had, I had some of, kids I do it sometimes. If I'm like watching a video, like a little pornography <laughs> on the train, maybe <laughs> little toddler. Like, What's that? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, <laughs> His mum's like, stop it. <laughs> ben, You'll guiding You'll the learn. youth of Japan. There we go. <laughs> uh, number six: uh, discover hidden areas with the expertise of a local guide. That's that's a good idea. Have you ever done that? You ever got no, a local guide? No. I mean, we've, I've done tours like in Southeast Asia, you know, or in Hawaii, book like a tour in advance for half a day or something. Um, but not in Japan. I haven't, but, you know, we had uh, the uh, guy who started Hokkaido Nature Tours on our test, yes, uh, on our Ido, podcast, Ido. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely in Hokkaido, there's a lot of tour groups uh, ready to take reservations and help people out and stuff. Maybe we should do that. Vig Tours, if you guys... I think you would be a great tour guide, Matt. Around, yes. Especially maybe. a Suskino one. I think you you like you know some really cool places. The real Suskino. All right, <laughs> if anybody's interested, write to us and um, yeah, maybe they... one of us or two of us... Will... Oh, somebody right now. Someone on the live. And if, every right time now. we go out... Uh, you always take me to a place I've never been before, and they're always like kind of hidden that I would never find, and they've always been really good, especially the underbelly, the, the yeah. place, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> what that one? But this... yeah, if, any, if you are interested, and we, maybe we could uh, take you out somewhere. Yeah, hit up Matt. Yeah, well, that might be part of the Sit new services we get ready for the next year. There, right? 
Mm. Um, but kind of going off that, and this is also one that we just uh, went over, but planning your trip in advance. I don't know if you guys have tried it, but there's obviously a lot of new AI tools that people are using to plan their trips. Google Bard, Expedia, even ChatGPT. I guess you would need to use the most recent version of ChatGPT. But a lot of these people, uh, you know, use these AI tools to plan their trips. And then I would recommend going to social media. I'm on this uh, group called Hokkaido on Facebook. I don't know if you guys are part of this, but man, all of these people basically just post questions about their upcoming trips to Japan and they ask people to like review their itinerary. Is that a Facebook group? Yeah. Called Hokkaido. And I'm sure they have these like for other parts of the country. And I'm telling you, man, I'm super surprised. Like a lot of people in Hokkaido or in Sapporo respond and give feedback on these questions. And not only that, but people who have visited Hokkaido before. Granted, you, can, you never know if they're giving the best advice or not, but it's because it's just free advice. But I mean, here's like an example. This person right wrote, uh, hello, nice people. I am planning my trip to Hokkaido in August. I know way ahead. I would like to rent a car to be more independent, but rental cars says there are no cars available. I watched a video by abroad in Japan and he supported Toyota renting. Any ideas, suggestions, experience, and you get all these answers. Other people like basically post photos of their whole itinerary, like four-page itinerary, and people are right on there. Any recommendations for nearby ski resort? Somebody's asking. We'll be arriving at Chitose Airport at 7.40 p.m. What time is the train going to Supporter Station closed? Does airport limousine still available at that time? Yeah, obviously not. English is a first language. Um, I know you had all received this request before, but wondering if someone can look at my plans and give me some feedback. Look at their plans that they've uh, posted here. Oh, well. It's like two pages worth. Yeah, and all maybe these people maybe respond. Maybe talk about on the, the next episode In or detail, something. yeah. So find a Hokkaido group on uh, on Facebook. Yeah, or whichever part you're going to visit within but I mean, Japan. For, personally, man, if you are coming to Hokkaido, I would highly, highly recommending uh, renting a car because that way you get to see so much more. Except for maybe during winter. Mm. Yeah, not in winter. I, I would not recommend driving. <laughs> so six months of the year, don't rent a car. Uh, more than that. Um, because yeah, more, because longer. Come, come in autumn or yeah, summer, whatever. But yeah, definitely rent a car. You'll <clears throat> you can't really experience Hokkaido. People, you can only generally come to ah uh, yeah. And they drive on the left, so be wary of that. So if you're American, you might have uh, issues. Some issues, the, yeah. yeah. But yeah, rent a car for sure, Ben. Uh, well, this this last one was quite interesting. Maybe just got time for one more. Uh, you might have a bit of experience with this, Matt. Understand the rules regarding Airbnb in Japan before you book. <laughs> oh, because... Yeah, I'm going to say he was a little... Oh, what happened? Did you have an Airbnb experience? I did have a good Airbnb, a bad Airbnb. Yeah, right. I live in, in this, Japan. In my humble abode here, uh. it was an Airbnb upstairs and... It's not a big place, you know, and I went up maybe 50 times during its six-month thing and knocked and said, guys, keep it down because the noise was crazy. And when I, every time I opened that door upstairs, when they opened the door, there's like 10 people in there. And uh, When, yeah. when uh, what year was this? This was maybe three or four years. I was going to move out. It was so bad. Every night there was groups of. Was it uh, before, before or after? Before COVID. Before COVID. Yeah. But uh, before or after they got very strict with Airbnb. Before. Okay. Now yeah. it's. And then it got banned. 
and I'm pretty sure because such I'm, experiences, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's a gray area, isn't it? Still, no, it's uh, it's pretty uh-huh. strict. I mean, some people might start to break the rules, but you have to be have a, a proper license for having Airbnb in most residential buildings, such as this one. It's written into the you can't do yeah, it. like the residential rules. You cannot have Airbnb in these. So, and this guy did recommend against like, you know. Airbnb properties, uh, hotels are more reliable. But I will say, as somebody who has a rental property on Airbnb, they're not bad. They're not all bad. Good experiences, but just, yeah, it's obviously not going to have all the same amenities and everything as like a good hotel experience. But you got that, you know, privacy and you- Well, you've got a full home, a lot more, you can live like kind of family style. Is it cheaper usually compared to like a hotel? bit more cost effective i've never done an airbnb before i would say so but the thing is like airbnbs in japan they've gotten so strict that they're almost basically the same as hotels except for yeah you don't get like um well you don't have like breakfast sometimes no concierge yeah but it depends on the property sometimes they even do that but uh because of all the new strict rules a lot of the airbnbs have become a lot more reliable than they were in the past but uh yeah, don't hate on Airbnb in Japan. Well, I had no problem with Airbnb. I wouldn't have a problem with it in this building, but if you're doing an Airbnb, insulate the damn thing and make sure the noise is down. You know? That's proof. Well, the good thing is, yeah, they probably won't have them in these uh, residential buildings anymore. Another email? Yeah. R2-D2 is uh, <laughs> telling us that we're almost at that I time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, unless there's any more you guys wanted to, to mention on this list. No, I think we can talk about this uh, next time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about this next time. Uh, but we'll add a link to the to the uh, description notes if you want to know more of these uh, 21 uh, things maybe you should think about before traveling to Japan. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.